What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. I'm here with Michael Alimo, a.k.a. Brooklyn. What's good, everybody? How you doing? And we are chilling. We just watched an amazing All-Star game. Incredible. Had a great All-Star game weekend. Some XFL football. Here recording late for you guys. Yeah, so we, we got some great stuff, and we're kind of excited to talk about it. I, I was not anticipating what we got. No. And we got to treat this All-Star Weekend. And not only from this weekend, we got some stuff in store for you guys in the coming weeks. So make sure you're tuned in on our Twitter, at underscore the spectators. Stay updated with everything. Our Facebook also. Make sure you, you go and like our Facebook, yes. the spectators. Um, we got some cool stuff coming up very, very soon for you guys. Very excited. So just you know, pay attention to those. Look at all the socials, mm-hmm. and you'll see what's coming out soon. So but we're getting right into this All-Star stuff. So the weekend started off on Friday, Rising Stars. Mm-hmm. So we got the Team World and the Team USA, which I love that they implemented that a few years back. Yeah, because the rookie sophomore game, it was like, eh, whatever. It didn't really feel right because no. the sophomores kind of... Yeah, you're kind of cheating. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of cheating. They have an advantage. Yeah. So I, I definitely like the, um, the, the format like this. And it gives the world, like... You see all the people who aren't from the U.S. and they're still competing. And there's some great players yeah. coming out, out and, from other countries. And uh, some people that you don't really think about being like world type players mm-hmm. either. You know, Canada has some great ballers coming out of there now, especially yeah. these young kids. And then you got Luka Doncic. I mean, come on. And Rory Hachimura. I mean, yeah. So you got really cool guys. Um, and maybe the best one of the day was young rookie rj barrett yeah coming out he had 27 points six rebounds five assists three steals just patting every stat yeah going and nuts th- if only he did this in in you know regular season games <laughs> but I, you know he's getting there and, and he led scoring for uh both world teams. and USA. Yeah, he, he led total scoring and i mean if they win this game he's definitely mvp for sure yeah no doubt so, about that but yeah usa they win uh 151 to 131 in a pretty exciting game. This is what the game that felt more like the All-Star game usually. Yeah. This was very non no defense, high flying, just pulling up shots. They're a little bit worse, so you know, they're not all making everything, but I mean, there's still plenty of talent on this play. I'm surprised it didn't test out the All-Star game format what this game also. You would think they would test it on here first, yeah. right? Surprising they didn't. Just jump right or into just it. Put it in both, but I mean, this one wound up being relatively exciting. I mean, there's some great names. Trey Young was in it. Zion, again, R.J. Barrett, John Doncic. So you had some, you had some dogs. Some great plays too. Yeah, uh, I mean, a half court shot, and it was cool too because uh, I don't know if it actually happened, but Trey told Luca like, "Don't uh, just dribble out the clock. Pull up from half court." So you see both of them right there, and Luca pulls up. You see them both leaning right next to each other, and then he bangs in. Just how connected Luca and uh, um, Trey is with the draft and all that. Seeing both of them in that moment, that was cool. I think it's really cool too because since you know the, the draft picks were swapped between mm-hmm. the two of them, so Luca got wound, wound up getting sent to Dallas, and Atlanta wound up picking Trey Young with the the pick swap. You know, they're again like you said, they're connected, but. It doesn't feel like a rivalry with them. No. They just kind of like accepted this this role that they've had. And they're like, hey, man, you got game. I got game. Mm-hmm. 
Let's, and let's see who has better career. Yeah, let's just be... And, and it's two great players. Yeah, it's great young players for sure. They're going to be two perennial and, All-Stars. And you can you know they're both great because they were both starting in the All-Star game too. Yeah. So I give them a lot of props for also playing in this mm-hmm. to represent, again, Luka as a world player. And I think that's really important for, for yeah. him. I definitely think he wants to be like an ambassador of the game. And anytime you could showcase your young talent and they provide that... Yeah. It's great. So and there's a lot of young talent around the league. Yeah, definitely. And another young talent who our MVP of this game, Mr. Twitter Fingers himself, Miles Bridges. <laughs> uh, at, at, at the half, they were losing. Team USA was losing. And Miles Bridges tweets that, I bet, in that little <laughs> meme where you move up in your chair a little bit when you're playing video games. He was, you know... He was down a little bit, so he had to he had to lean up in his chair. Right, to, let's get this like, thing oh, rolling. I gotta, he's like, oh, I got to try now, huh? Mm-hmm. And he came out in the second half swinging yeah, and shooting. And he he really did deserve that MVP. I mean. And he ends up with 20 points, five boards, five assists, three three steals. But even more than that, it was just like that energy. He brought yeah. right out the gate. He was just like, all right, I know we weren't doing great, mm-hmm. but. But we I'm going to start this half, and I'm going to like dominate, and we're going to start a nice little run. You had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie to you. So that was pretty cool. Rising Stars game. Uh, it's never like the biggest event, but it's a very cool start to the weekend, definitely, yeah. because those boys are usually out there playing. And also, you can't forget about Zion breaking the backboard, uh-huh. channeling his inner shack. Yeah. And, I mean, Zion's only been in the league now, like actually playing for a few weeks. And it's been like show stopping as advertised, and yeah. th- it's it's really awesome to see that. Even though with the injury and you know maybe relearning some mechanics, it doesn't matter when raw talent is yeah. like that. So shout out to Zion for even playing in this, doing yeah. what he's doing. Just- I love that the end of that game they were having like their mini dunk contest with themselves. They're just going back and forth for like a minute thirty, just everybody doing dunks. It was great. Speaking of the dunk contest. Speaking of the dunk contest, we're we going to get there in a little bit. We're going to get there in a little bit. We got some stones we got to cover first. Also on Friday, celebrity game. Yeah. Mike Wilbon versus Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Just a, a, I love it. A, a, <laughs> and Stephen, to- A's, Stephen A. Smith's uh, assistant coach was Guy Fieri. Just the weirdest crossover <laughs> ever. You thought the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a crossover. Nope. No, 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 no. The NBA bringing it to you. The celebrity game. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool that they uh, innovated a little bit. They did a bunch of mini games in between. Bringing in some yeah. NBA legends. And it, it was fun. They're making it fun. It's yeah. it's never must-watch TV. Nah. But it's fun if it's on. And It'll be cool if they can get a little better, like, celebrity appearances. Personas in there. Yeah. But, I mean, it's whatever. You do what you do. And, I mean, yeah. getting Quavo out there is fun because he's actually good. I yep. think that's what they're trying to do too is get guys who are like decent at basketball mm-hmm. as well so that's cool you know, i miss justin bieber being out there and kevin hart and kevin hart <laughs> so it's cool after this moving on to saturday yes, we sir. have the skills challenge which is always an interesting one for me because you it usually a big guy wins it which is always odd because you wouldn't yeah. think because they're not the fastest in the world mm-hmm. they're not the best passers but it's just the big guys have some some sort of juice to them. They want to prove something out there. Yeah. I remember Kristaps won it yeah. a few years ago. And, and I, I love the format that they do it now, but you're actually going against somebody. Yeah, it's like a tournament bracket. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's really cool. And they, they like, seed you beforehand. I don't really mm-hmm. know how that what goes into that. I think that. they just do it randomly. 
Yeah, but, I'm I mean, sure it has something to do with like actual yeah uh, positions and all that. But you know, representing the Miami Heat, we got Bam Abadayo coming out yes, swinging. Sir. And my favorite moment of the skills competition this year was Bam goes up to shoot the three because they ended on the three pointer, mm-hmm. and you just hear D Wade. Also Miami guy, yeah. so he thinks he knows Bam so well. He says, oh, he's not a shooter. He's not hitting this. Bam pulls up. Bang. Bang. Hits it. Ice cold. And just like, it was immediately after two. It was a really good moment. Yeah. And it, it kind of just summed up what he did. And he just kind of dominated that. So yeah. shout out to Bam. All-star game. Skills challenge winner. He had a good little weekend for himself. Yeah, it was fun. And the Heat had a great weekend. Yeah. Got the two trophies a, out of it. Yeah, two trophies. Duncan, Duncan Robinson could have <laughs> swept the table with them, but yep. And then three point contest. This was a shootout. This was this yeah. one was fun, and three point contest usually is. But Buddy Heald and Devin Booker put on a show. Just nuts. I mean, a both show. rounds, <laughs> both rounds, and I mean they were just going toe to toe. Twenty seven, twenty seven. I mean, and D Book being a late entry too. Yeah. With Dame going down. He took over for Dame in two spots, mm-hmm. so I'm happy Devin Booker actually... Because he wasn't going to participate in anything. No. Otherwise... And he did what he had to do. So, shout he out came to, out swinging. <laughs> shout out to Dame for deciding, I'm just going to rap this weekend. Mm-hmm. Which his performance was amazing, too. I love that they did that. Yeah. Giving the platform to show, hey, this is an NBA player. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star, but he's also a musician. Yeah. And just giving him a platform for his passion to be on just full display. Yeah. Even though, you know, if you're an NBA fan, you know about Dame Dalla, but you might not have heard him. No. If you watched this weekend, you got a chance to hear him. Maybe you're a fan. He's pretty good, too. Yeah. So. But, you know, Buddy Heald coming out on top, getting the only trophy the Kings are getting for the next <laughs> decade. Um, on a, on a and, buzzer beater, pretty much. Yeah. Game winning shot to finish it off. Enjoy it. Because, I mean, this is a big deal. It really is. Because this is the best of the best, yeah. usually. I mean, Clay's not here. But, you know, Clay Thompson's been in this. Steph's I mean, I know from this. last year, for me, when Joe Harris beats out Steph Curry, like, I went nuts. Yeah. Like, that, that's it's cool. It's fun. It, yeah. it really is. And it gets the fans That's the great thing about All-Star Weekend. And it, it does give you something to look forward to for a team that might not actually be exactly. in the running. You get a little bit of a fun mm-hmm. midseason. So, Buddy Heald, thank you for giving the Kings fans something to be happy about. Yep. It is pretty cool. Wrapping up Saturday, we had the dunk contest, which, you know, some years it's great. Some years it's gimmicky. It's very hit or miss. But this year hit. This year it hit it a hit. lot. It hit. And, I mean, the thing was, everybody was hitting, too. Yeah. I like Dwight was given like mediocre stuff, but I mean I, he's old. So I loved could... Dwight's dunk where he like did the freeze frame. Oh, it was three sixty. I thought that was amazing. The judges didn't quite think so. Yeah, I thought it was amazing because that dunk you can only appreciate in slow mo, and it looked so good in slow mo. Yeah, because he was looking away for a minute, mm-hmm. and then he turns around and just boop, and then slams. Pat Connaughton dressing up as white boy can't yep. dunk. That's that's funny. <laughs> that was really good dunking over Yelly. And I like that too. He brought out the uh, the MVP, the baseball MVP. Anytime also, you can the, have crossovers like that, it's dope. The the double Milwaukee special. I thought that was mm-hmm. really, that absolutely was awesome. And it's cool to see like they they definitely respect each other, not just those two in particular, yeah. but just different sports and different realms. You know, oh, we're from the same city. 
that I love it when that could happen. Mm-hmm. Like um, I remember last year, I think uh, was that basketball? It might have been, but Aaron Rodgers and Yelich and like some old linemen are just chugging beers and stuff. It, it's great. Yeah, and they're just hanging out because yeah. Yeah, they're from the same state. Repping, yeah, we we repping the same repping thing. the same fans essentially. Yeah, and so run it up. Let's uh, you know, let's let's do some cool collabs for them. Absolutely. And so you love to see that, but this was really the the Aaron Gordon show and the and, Derek Jones show. Yeah, Derek I mean, Jones wasn't no slouch on this. No, they were they were both going after each yeah. other. This felt like that Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, like dunk. It felt just like that. And Could have been even better. And it had two of the best dunks I've ever seen. And I remember watching this, I was thinking, man, Aaron Gordon's back, but is he ever going to beat that segue dunk with the, ma- the magic mascot where he Picked up the ball, went hand on the head, and dunked it. Cause that's the best dunk I've ever seen. Yeah, I was just like, that was sick. I was like, is he? He was on the hoverboard for that one the too, hover- right? Yeah, yeah, because he had two dunks on the hoverboard, the mascot, and then the other one underneath the leg, like oh. But Aaron Gordon dunking over Taco, first of all, was incredible. It was underappreciated by the the refs, apparently. Yeah, the judges for that uh, last round were questionable. But, I mean, it is what it is. But his dunk off the side. Oh, off the backboard? Off off the side? Yeah. Oh. I don't even know how that, like, physics, how that happened. It didn't. It didn't make sense. It was something I saw. And I really want, if you're listening to this, for you to, like, stop, like, pause this real quick and look at this clip. Don't forget to come back, though. Yeah, come back. Come back. (laughs) But, I mean, the clip of this dunk off the side in the championship round was so elect. Oh, my jaw was on the ground. I, was, I put I, my hands on my head. I couldn't I went nuts. It. I'm sitting here like, because it doesn't oh make sense. God, how... Did that really happen? Yeah, it does. It didn't make sense at all. And then Derek Jones is just out here just putting balls. Like he's just <laughs> he's jumping, putting the ball through his leg, doing a three or one eighty. And I'm, oh, how is he jumping this high? Yeah. And that was my pick to win it. Yeah. And I mean, we know the man can jump out the gym. Yeah. I wanted Dwight. I was hoping it would have been cool. I just couldn't see Dwight being as old as he is now, beating out Aaron Gordon, of course. Who's Jones. the like best, one of the best dunkers you've ever seen? And it was cool, uh, Derrick Jones. It was his birthday too. They nah, pulled nah. out the little cake, and blew out the candles. Definitely a sad. There was also a little bit trophy, of there was it. a little bit of home cooking. It felt like with D Wade on the on the judges stand. But, yeah, but you know, Derrick definitely deserved it. I I think they should have been co-winners because this was just... They should have. It was just a, a treat to see. I do feel bad for Aaron Gordon because I do think he was gypped Gets twice. robbed again. I think he should have won last time. And he got robbed both times off a of kind of a foul line dunk that wasn't quite a foul line dunk. Yeah. But, you know, it it's, it's a fun thing and we're all going to remember mm-hmm. his performance whether he won it or not. And that's really what's important. Speaking of a fun thing, this All-Star game. They hit. This was one of the best, if not the best, All-Star game ever. This is the best one I've seen. Yeah. Personally. But I mean, even from commentators talking on there, and they've seen all of them. <laughs> they got some old people out there. Some fossils. Yeah. They've seen them all. This was really, really fun. So we got three quarters to where the score reset, and after every quarter, they got to... Their charities got to win, so Giannis hundred thousand dollars each. Hundred thousand. Giannis's team or LeBron's team got to win some money for the charities. They had the kids for the mm-hmm. charities in the stands on the the front rows. Yep. Just they were right, right there the in the board. action. It was sick. And 
you know, for the first three quarters, they were playing a little bit, but they were mostly just doing cool stuff. There was a yeah, lot like of all-star dunks. stuff. There was a lot of dunks, a lot of pull-up threes, a uh, little bit of defense. And then towards the end of the third quarter... The new rule that they they, they started They started calling some timeouts because they're like, hold up, this is a close quarter. Mm-hmm. Let's try and win it. It wound up being a tie for the quarter. Yeah. So going into the fourth, Team Giannis was up like nine. And then once that fourth quarter hit, oh, man. and that plus 24 and the target score came up, they started playing defense. The atmosphere was incredible. It, I mean, they were they were barking at the refs yeah. for making bad calls. They were rushing back on nobody was nobody was open the whole the whole half. Yeah. Or the whole quarter. It was sick. And, and we just got done watching this. Yeah, this this is pretty much like an instantaneous little yeah. reaction. And like we're going nuts watching this. Like we feel like we're watching a playoff game. It it felt to me I was I was saying it while it was happening. This was one of the most fun games I've ever had watching basketball. Mm-hmm. Just because it's the best players in the world on the court. Yeah. All trying and just they genuinely cared because this is again for charity. So they were mm-hmm. trying to you know, get these kids their money. Yeah. Get that chicken. <laughs> get that chicken. <laughs> and oh, it was man. fun. Man. It was just it was exciting. Really and it was really cool too because you got to see some underappreciated guys that you wouldn't usually be good in All Star games. Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Rudy Gobert. Kyle they Lowry all had phenomenal games. Yeah. All three of them. And you know, because defense mattered a little bit. Kawhi Leonard almost broke a record yeah. for the most threes made. He, it, he looked like he was gonna shatter it. Yeah. And then he kind of stopped shooting them a little bit mm-hmm. and started breaking I remember early in the game, he's three for three. And then in the corner, they were playing tight defense on him. He just pulls up, just puts it wet. Another one. <laughs> Another one. And it was it was just amazing. So, we won the Team LeBron winds up winning off an Anthony Davis foul shot. On some soft stuff. They which, definitely took the easy way out just to win. Which I wish they would have made it so you can't win off a foul shot. But I get it. It makes sense. And I'm sure they'll tinker with the rules and stuff. To but this is definitely the right way. I think they need to keep this rule. Absolutely. And This is the most electric way to yeah. do it. And coming into it too, we were thinking 24 was going to be too low of a number. Because mm-hmm. plus 24, but they're scoring 40 you know, 40-plus a quarter, the math is, like, not really adding up. Yeah. But once that defense hit, and I think it was nice that it was 24 because that defense started right away, essentially. They gave them, like, five to seven points each, and then, like, once it became 15, and that was, like, Mm -hmm. tangible, you saw it in reach, that defense got stout. I want to see if they keep it at 24. Yeah. Because they did a 24 this year to... 21 would be fine, too. Yeah. I think that would be... That would be understandable yeah. it would make sense too with basketball you know 21 mm-hmm. so but Kawhi Leonard MVP the first ever Kobe Bryant MVP yes. trophy it's only right winner, which only that's right. amazing that they they named the trophy after Kobe who has the most MVPs he's tied for the most MVPs for an all-star game ever yeah. so that's really Fitting. cool uh they did a lot of Kobe and David Stern tributes over the weekend Jennifer Hudson was phenomenal. Common did a the common, fantastic Yeah, one. Common's like soliloquy type of deal. It was yeah. really just like some spoken word. And it was great. And I loved and it was Common's, about all the uh, Chicago people. And that was that was really something yeah, cool. I loved Common's uh, bars he was dropping for the all-star intros. Those, those were pretty fun. <laughs> and they did a good job integrating some, some Chicago people in the all-star game. Chance the Rapper did the halftime show. 
Um, also, as a prop for the dunk contest for Aaron Gordon. A also, bunch of we gotta we gotta talk real quick. This is gonna be a quick little thing. Okay, what you got? We have to make it a bit at this point where, oh. where the, the national anthem before the game just gets butchered oh, by man. a local hero. Fergie, she did it, ruined it, got the remix for the Warriors a few years ago. Which was great. Phenomenal. And Shaka Khan, oh. you're an icon, you're yeah, a legend. shout out, but please that, don't that was again. This was not the way. No. This was not the thing that we need to be doing. It was rough. It was bad. It was. It was rough. Really I had to call you up to I, make sure that you were watching. And and I wasn't like paying attention to it because you know why it's the you know why, yeah it's before the game. I was waiting for the game, and then I started paying attention when when Brooklyn called me, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> I really <laughs> wish I didn't. Because I like seeing all the pregame stuff. That's yeah, just me. But. But uh, I wish I didn't. Yeah, I wish I wasn't was, that person. That, that was tough. <laughs> At least they weren't laughing this time around. But this was objectively. But worse. you could tell they weren't really putting people's faces yeah. on there for that reason. Yeah. They were trying to stay away from that. It, this was objectively worse. I don't know if it's being talked about as much, but it should be, yeah. and we need to stop it, or we need to continue it. <laughs> I I'm pro continue having a a historic artist come out and just butcher it every year i that's just me i would love that but but not out of lack of trying that's the thing they're not going out there and intentionally butchering it shout out canada for having the better national anthem as shout out salute (laughs) but to wrap up all-star weekend it was great it was it was really enjoyable from Friday to Sunday, and I'm shocked I'm we're saying that yeah. honestly because All Star Weekend is so hit or miss. Yeah, because you need a lot of stuff to go right. Because you got two on Friday, you got three on Saturday, and then you got the big one on Sunday. It could be very boring very quick, and it wasn't. Yeah. So, no, it was enjoyable. Thanks for Chicago for hosting. That was shout really out. Cool. Now, real quick, XFL stuff. We had a nice little week two going on mm-hmm. and we're, tr- we're you know the picture is starting to make a little bit more sense of who's who's who yeah. in the xfl little so, by little we got game one new york guardians dc defenders this was a blowout yeah the guardians were coming off of a decent win off of tampa but i mean but we it, all knew that tampa wasn't particularly yeah great. so it was nothing to really get confident about because you really didn't know what you were seeing from them but DC in their second home game really made that home crowd have a fun time for the second and, week, and they brought out the beer cup snake. Oh, that was which amazing, was man. electric. That was that thing was so long, it was so long. I don't know how many rows it was, but it had to be more than like ten, fifteen. And you know that's like a couple grand worth of beer. Too. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, and then they even uh, like carried it out. <laughs> That was the best part. They're in the concourse in the tunnels, and they got like 30, 40 people with the beer snake. I kind of hope they make that a thing. That would be really cool. Yeah. DC, like, kind of grabs onto that. Mm -hmm. But DC just dominated this game. Yeah. New York couldn't get anything going. They changed quarterbacks. Didn't help. At all. Cardale Jones had a good game. Threw for 276. Couple touchdowns. I mean, there's there's not much to say here. DC yeah, one just pick, but I good. mean that pick wasn't even his and, fault. And we tipped. knew we knew DC had good DBs, and they played really well in this game. Fantastic. So, you know, it, it's starting to make sense. That defense in DC, the defenders, you know, yeah, it, it's, it name they, makes sense. They weren't letting uh, New York do anything, especially on third down. 
one for 11 on third down. You're not going to win any games like that. No. And for the whole game, except for one possession, they didn't have over six plays. And that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You can't get nothing going for the whole game. And yeah. that that's tough. That's rough. Uh, this game right here was a pretty good one. Tampa Bay Vipers, Seattle Dragons. This was a barn burn at the start. Yeah. The Vipers had a 9-0 lead coming out of the half. Seattle looked dead. Silver just was not doing anything. He wasn't effect- effective. He wasn't efficient. And he only threw the ball 18 times in this game. Yeah. But And he had 91 yards where 68 of them came off one play. They had a decent rushing game. Yeah, and that's the way they want to play. They're, yeah. they're going to try and run it up your gut. Mm-hmm. But this was... A two really, this game was defined off three plays. It was a pick six for Tampa to put him up 9 0. A six inch pick six. Well, <laughs> yeah, the six inch pick six for Seattle to put him up, and that was the game. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it couldn't really. It was a nice much. little screenplay, and that D lineman made a nice, he made yeah. a snag, an athletic, and play. another week of Tampa putting up more yards than the other team. But, again, just mistakes being made, not really executing. Turnovers. Turnovers. I don't really know why they're not at least trying out Quentin, Quentin Flowers at QB. They tried out um, Cornelius instead of... They benched... Um, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Murray. <laughs> they benched him. Didn't really do nothing, both of them. They just keep on using Quentin Flowers as a package QB. I mean, it's fine, but you're not really going to get nothing going from that. We've seen teams try it. It doesn't really happen. And it's tough because now we're going into week three, and you still don't have an idea of who your quarterback is. Mm -hmm. It gets hard. And now you're 0-2 in a 10-week season. Yeah, you're you're looking pretty dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, they kept their their dreams alive uh, in in their first home game. It wasn't pretty, but they got the win. They're 1-1. I think they're better than they've looked, but you know we'll we'll see how they look against a, a good team again because they they played DC already and they played them pretty well yep. in DC. So let's see how they look against somebody else. And there's been a decent trend of the home team just dominating because the road has not been friendly. Yeah, it, it is not. At but all. the trend has been one road warrior every week, and this week. We got the Road Renegades. Yep. The Dallas, Dallas Renegades, Renegades coming into L.A. And this was this was actually a really good game. Or it ended up being one. Mm-hmm. Another slow on the start. And towards the end, it just kind of became a back and forth little battle. And uh, the Wildcats scored towards the end of this. Wildcats looked a lot better this They week. scored and they got the first ever three-point conversion. Yes. So, congratulations. That's yes. Some more history being made. Mm-hmm. First ever three-point conversion. To the Wildcats and made it a one point game, and Dallas got the ball back with like four minutes left, and they they're because they show their coaches and you can hear what they're saying. I love that. And the coach is just like, "Don't give, don't let up, don't let up. We're scoring on this drive." Mm-hmm. And this is with four minutes left, and it was yeah. way less than that when they wound up scoring again. Mm-hmm. But Cameron Artis Payne couldn't be stopped. Got in the end zone, and he had a great game. Uh, Landry had an all right game. His first game starting though in. Over 700 days. Yeah. So, congrats to him for playing football again. We're happy for you that you're healthy. 
And on the other side, uh, Josh Johnson making his XFL debut as Josh well. Josh Johnson, what a name. Journeyman. Bucks legend. Yep. <laughs> Bucks legend. Uh, 12 uh, NFL teams in 13 years, I believe it is. <laughs> insane, really. Yeah. That is a journeyman in so, every sense of the word. And, you know, he, he played all right. Yeah. Um, Both QBs needed to get their rhythm. First half, defensive game. Because neither one played last week. No. So it's not like yeah, these guys had a week. Yeah, both making their debut. Yeah. It's not like either had a real opportunity to yeah. get their feet wet. This was their opportunity. And, you know, Cameron Artis Payne really is the, the standout guy in this game, though. He, in the second half, he wanted the ball more. He got it. They won. You got two TDs. Yeah. Two and, tough TDs, too. Yeah. And he, he was a runner. I mean, that's the way he played at Auburn, and that's the way he's going to keep, yeah. keep pushing along. Last game of the weekend, the Houston Roughnecks beat the St. Louis Battlehawks at home 28-24. This looked like it could have been a fifty to nothing game to start. <laughs> Houston was just scoring, scoring, scoring. They couldn't be stopped. They almost scored like second play of the game, but it got called back because the wide receiver uh, stepped out of bounds. Yeah, and then you know, PJ Walker started off just hot, just smoking yeah. hot, and then they had this big lead. So you know they were coasting through the most of the rest of the game, and then Tamu. He's he's exciting to watch. Yeah, this game has two of the best quarterbacks in this league, in my opinion. Cardell probably being the third. Yeah, and I think Tambu's probably the most fun to watch. Yes. Because he can do it with his feet. He can do it through the air. I mean, he had 32 rushing yards, and last week he had a lot more than that. He's actually the youngest uh, QB in the XFL. So shout out to yeah, that. He got he still got them them youthful wheels mm-hmm. on him. A little Hawaiian kid. <laughs> and so shout he was really that. exciting to watch in the second half. He was trying to lead this comeback. It almost happened. Yeah. Just came up a little bit short. Yeah. Uh, Houston did look really, really good to start. And if they can figure out how to not let their foot off the, the gas that hard, yeah. uh, they'll be looking good. I I still think they were a better team than this score kind of showed they were just terrible on third down yeah that's what it comes down to but them being terrible on third down didn't really hurt them too much because they weren't in third down too often in like key moments and st louis was pretty sloppy when it came to penalties and turnovers so that that saved them a little bit yeah definitely did but again we have a better picture kind of of Mm -hmm. what the xfl is looking at we kind of have a our week two power rankings. So, who you got at the eight spot? At the eight spot, got to stick with Tampa. Yeah. I think that's definitely the way to go with that. Yeah, <laughs> blowing a 9 nothing lead on the road. I mean, that it's hard to get a win on the road. But you're up 9 nothing, and you were playing bad, and you had the other team playing bad, and you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And, you know, blown coverage and a bad throw, you lose the game because of those two plays. Yep. It's tough. Tampa, number eight. Number seven, who you got? Mm, let's go with the LA Wildcats. Yeah. I'm good. And I don't think it's a, out of them being. I think Tampa's easily like the bad team in the league. Yeah. And the other seven are all who's to say. Yeah, the Wildcats could like show spurts of being a really good team. I just don't know like who they are right now. Yeah, because their identity is they just had two different QBs to start the year. Kanoff got hurt. Josh Johnson looked decent. Maybe with more reps, maybe he looks better. Hopefully. But that's uh, yet to be known. Time will tell with that. Time will definitely tell. Number six, I'm going to go with the Guardians. That's fair. Um, yeah. 
I thought they were pretty decent last week, but again, Terrible I did I did week. have my doubts because they played the Vipers and getting beat twenty seven to nothing, not scoring any points in a football game, not the way to to climb up the power rankings. Yeah, and then your starting QB gets benched also. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep them here, and I I think this is about where they'll wind up at the end of the season because not having a good quarterback in a league where DBs aren't the best is gonna hurt you. It's definitely going to hurt you. So, number I think six. they finish about like four or five, but I mean, either way, it's a wash. Um, we're going to go with the Seattle Dragons for the next one. Another team that yet to really show who they are. Could be a running team, could be a passing team. They Def- definitely want to run the ball. But- defense is solid in a sense, but uh, we don't really know what's going on there. Silver is good. Yeah, because they want to be a run team, but a running game hasn't clicked quite yet yeah and they're not really scoring so we're you know we're not really sure where they're at but we think they could be really good if they figure it out but they're going to be at five for now yeah number four i have dallas renegades yeah i'm gonna have the renegades uh they figured it out this week they got a win it looked a lot better but i'm not sure exactly i think landry Landry Jones is going to be really good for them, and I think he fits this area perfect, but I'm not quite sold yet. Yeah, he looked solid in the second half. Yeah, he definitely did. and He, he tried to run for a first down, and it was the longest like time-wise run you've ever seen. Because like, he's huge, he's not too old, but old enough for the legs to be wobbly. His knees are buckling and stuff, got the brace on, and it was just like a giant turtle <laughs> trying to just truck it along, and it was rough. Uh, number three, we got St. Louis. I think they are pretty darn good. They got the best running back in the league. And I think they have the best quarterback in the league, too. Yeah. I think it's him and P.J. Walker, the two best. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a deadly combo when it all starts to click. This was mm-hmm. going to be a tough game in Houston, and they yeah. only lost by four. So I got St. Louis at the three spot. Okay. Uh, number two, D.C. Defenders. Yeah. And, you know, 27 nothing at home. They're 2-0. and Yeah. Defense they're, looks incredible. There's two incredible. teams that are 2-0, and they're one of them. Yeah. Their defense looks phenomenal. And Cardo just makes it happen. Yeah, he really does. I'm not sure... Like, I'm not going to say this win is putting him at one just because I don't know how good New York was or yeah. actually is. And their offense hasn't really looked efficient at all. They have spurts. I would like to see it be a little bit more efficient, especially earlier on in games. It's kind of like a slow burn mm-hmm. to get to 27. Yeah. That's why we have them at two. Number one, Houston Roughnecks, for the complete other reasons. Yeah. They're, they're pretty efficient, <laughs> even though they weren't great today but when they needed to be efficient during they made the, it happen during the drives that they were creating especially early on in the game you know they're finishing drives with points on the board and usually there were a lot of points i like them i think they pj walker is a stud he is hard to even catch let alone yeah. take down like he was scrambling breaking out of tackles so much and then just making plays downfield or advancing the ball with his legs like, he looks really good. And cool little thing they were talking about, Andrew Luck's dad actually called them up and was like, you need this kid on your team. That's a that's a nice guy to get a seal so, of approval from. Yeah, that's I'll a good co-sign. Yeah, that's definitely 
somebody you want in your corner cheering for you is uh, the Luck family, for yeah. sure. So that's kind of our picture on the XFL. To wrap that up, DC ends up winning 27 nothing. Seattle wins 17 9. Dallas wins 25 18. And Houston wins 28 24. Yeah. So, you know, we got two undefeated teams the Roughnecks and the Defenders. I kind of hope one goes undefeated. Don't think it's going to happen. It'd be cool. I want to see somebody run the table, though. I think that would yeah. be great. We finally got to see the double forward pass this week. Shout out to Cardell and the DC boys. And we'll see more in the future, I'm sure. Yep. Three-point play, and we got a double forward pass. So we're, we're feeling good. We're, we're, we're doing good. Yep. So to finish up this episode for y'all, we got a nice little segment. You know it. You love it. Mm-hmm. Probably. Hopefully. Smartest thing. Hopefully you do. <laughs> so what you got for me? All right. So smart or stupid. The Astros claiming that what they did in the cheating scandal did not affect the game. It's just so stupid. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, Jim Crane, uh, pardon my French, is a uh, bumbling idiot. Bumbling idiot. Okay. Uh, yeah. To think that cheating and knowing the pitch that's coming doesn't impact the game is asinine, uh, ignorant. Uh, there's not enough like embarrassing, really. Yeah, it's just a bad look for a sport that doesn't need more bad looks. Because and then you get Correa cursing out like Bellinger. See, I kind of like Correa doing that just because. He was like just defending his teammate. It, it was it was a cool little like teammate thing. I appreciated it for what it was. He's stupid for it because he's wrong. But now Altuve has to have that tattoo on his collarbone, or else you're just the biggest liar ever. Yeah. Because the proof is literally on this man's body. Allegedly. So apparently there was a tattoo. He better hurry up and get a tattoo if he doesn't have a tattoo. Yeah. But if you're going to, I don't know, it, it's just bad. And then Manfred makes it look even worse. The he's commissioner a, of baseball. I didn't think he was that bad of a commissioner, but he's... He's pretty much he's saying been. that you a championship doesn't matter. Yeah. Like rings and trophies and flags and banners and pennants don't matter. Because there's not a precedent that you can't make one. That's yeah, he pretty odd. much said like the embarrassment of like the public eye yeah. is a bigger punishment than... What he would have did. Yeah, that's just so bad. weird. Piggyback off yours. Smart or stupid? Is it smart or stupid for MLB players to just come out about this and just kind of give their, how they feel, their emotions, their thoughts, like we've seen Chris Bryant, Cody Bellinger, two like titans of the game too. I think it's smart. If you come down on the punishment correctly, and do what you need to you do. You avoid it. You avoid everything. You don't hear nothing from them. They go about it. They play baseball. Have a great season. Boom. You can just say the commissioner did what he did. Yep. But you don't. Now the players feel it's in their need to police the game themselves and speak their mind and give reasoning of what is happening. Yeah. Because it's affecting a lot of people. We've talked about this before. You're ruining some people's careers. Yeah. They definitely did, too. I, there's one uh, player that's putting out a lawsuit right now against them. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, if if they hit two home runs off you and you're one home run away from getting sent down and they hit it. You're done. And they're not going to bring you back up after yeah, this. Yeah, like. so it's unfortunate. It's it's a really bad situation. Smart to speak out against it because guess what? This is their game and they want to have their game have longevity. 
and their careers have meaning and players and cheating like this take away meaning from things like that yeah and it just taints the game like steroids weren't even this bad no because at least not. you did it you got punished you come back and boom everybody yeah, knows there were there was did. repercussions and actual repercussions to it but this so, there's nothing to it yeah so that's all we got for you guys today uh thanks for listening as always if you're listening on any of our platforms we're on spotify apple podcast soundcloud you know the drill check us out on all of our socials have a good one later everybody see you next week